Hello, everyone. I'm, my name is Ian Peterman. I'm host of the Conscious Design Podcast, and I'm here with Alex Gesselman, who's a 30-year veteran in the automotive industry across a wide range of OEMs. And we're here to talk about his unique perspective that he can bring in electrification and where mobility is going. Great to have you here, Alex. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, uh, thanks for the introduction. And uh, um, I guess uh, uh, I'm one of the very, very many uh, uh, experienced uh, uh, professionals in, in the automotive industry that, uh, that uh, uh, have a probably a, a, a very uh, uh, defined, well-defined well uh, point of view on uh, what automotive industry is, is going to look like in 5, 10, 15 years. And, uh, uh, you know, every single one of us uh, sometimes think that we have a crystal ball, but, you know, I, I think things may turn out or have turned out in the past a little different than what we thought. However, um, uh, it, it's always... Uh, uh, a uh, good exercise to to think ahead and uh, think about the future and and some of us were right uh, uh, back in the 80s and uh, in a, in the 90s and uh, early 2000s and so on and so forth. Um, uh, I um, you know in my line of work I work uh, uh, mostly for uh, in fact exclusively for tier one uh, automotive supplier that. To, for, 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 for the folks who, who don't necessarily understand automotive industries in and out, that means that we were uh, su supplying our product directly to the automotive manufacturers, which is, uh, which is what OEM stands for, like General Motors, Ford, Nissan, Chrysler, so on and so forth. And so um, that's probably one of the most difficult uh, uh, positions to be in an automotive industry because obviously we have a tier two, tier three, and tier four going all the way down to the to the raw materials, but uh, dealing with uh, with increasing uh, uh, demand and in in a, in a cost and quality uh, efficiency from uh, from modern uh, OEMs is uh, is definitely a very uh, uh, challenging uh, task and. Uh, to be able to uh, compete uh, effectively and profitably uh, in in modern automotive environment is a, is a really not an easy task. In fact, it's a, it's it's almost a, uh, an art, <laughs> and uh, uh, you know that is why there's a lot of people. Uh, uh, have gone out of business for different reasons, but uh, you know it's. Uh, it's definitely a challenging, challenging environment. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I've seen uh, 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 automotive industry going from uh, making it all kind of a concept, meaning if you remember General Motors back in the 70s, they, they had Delphi and Delco divisions and uh, they were making everything from, uh, from, uh, from the vehicles to uh, uh, washers and dryers and uh, and everything you can think of. So in in the eighties and nineties, that that concept uh, changed from make it all to buy it all, and eventually some of these big divisions uh, were sold off by by uh, 
not just the big three, but a lot of other OEMs around the world. And um, uh, I, I, I've seen automotive industry being in, in financial distress. Uh, a recent example was 2008, 2009 um, uh, economic crisis that we, that we we all remember. And uh, and uh, you know uh, different things happen. You know General Motors came out of this uh, a lot stronger. Uh, Fiat Chrysler, for example. Uh, been through multiple partnerships and came out uh, uh, as a part of the Stellantis group now. Uh, uh, so, so those changes are kind of uh, uh, continuous and inevitable. But um, uh, what I want to talk about a little bit today is electrification, and 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 to me, this this particular um, rearrangement uh, of the automotive industry is is a little different than everything we've seen we've seen before. I think. In the past, a lot of a lot of changes were driven by 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 um, economic conditions, um, simply profitability and uh, market forces. Uh, I think this time around, it's uh, it's uh, uh, consumer consciousness and uh, and and manufacturer consciousness, as well as environmental concerns and uh, and also tremendous advances in technology drive the electrification and uh, you know I uh, in uh, and I we talked uh, about a week ago or so two weeks ago maybe and we discussed how how uh, this uh, electric cars will eventually become flying cars and all that stuff I, I'm not looking at it this way I'm I'm a little bit more um, uh, down the earth kind of when it comes to this kind of things I think we still be driving on the ground but the way we're driving and the way we're buying and the way we're making cars is going to be substantially different. And, and that's why I think being an insider of the automotive industry and uh, understanding how things are put together and what's the difference between the way they put together now and they're going to be put together in the future is where, where I'm mostly, uh, uh, you know, into what I'm mostly interested in and what I consider to be a, a major major differentiator between the way they are made right now versus in the future. And I don't see that to be really um, very visible to the end consumer because um, as I already said before, you know, the car got probably going to end up still having four wheels, going to still have brakes and a steering wheel, and you still have to have seat in a seat in the vehicle. So a lot of things that currently exist in cars are going to be the same. Uh, or similar, or um, uh, possibly better, maybe worse. <laughs> you never know. But uh, certain things that affect uh, people like myself, a company I work for, a company like I work for, are not going to change at all. Um, and if they do, it will be uh, very subtle changes. Uh, um, but uh, uh, what what I think. Uh, uh, makes a huge uh, difference right now for the for the manufacturers and why you see this announcement like General Motors just announced, I believe, and I don't want you to quote me on this one, but I believe by 2035, they said they their passenger car fleet uh, uh, they're going to be producing is going to be entirely uh, electrical. Mm -hmm. uh, and and that, is a, that is a big announcement. That's, you know, just under foot, 15 years from now, which is in the automotive uh, terms, it's not 
not very long time. And they're not alone. So, There's yes. a lot of companies launching that the same and similar initiatives with electrifying entire lines of vehicles. Almost every single one of them, but I'm I can't recall. Well, besides uh, General Motors and Volvo, I don't know if anybody committed really committed to electrifying their fleet completely entirely. Yeah, not completely. I know a few like Mercedes have announced that they're going to stop R&D on their internal combustion engines, but that doesn't mean electrification. That just means R&D budget change. So right. <laughs> a little bit of a different announcement. Well, you know, that that bears another question. How much R&D you can do on something that's been produced for uh, probably 140, 130 years uh, for right. now? <laughs> uh, but it's the same principle, right? I know that the engines are a lot more efficient, but anyway. So uh, so I, I wanted to also talk about what, what really... Uh, mm, when did we reach this turning point in the, in the automotive industry where we companies uh, uh, make those kind of announcements with confidence? And I think there is a there is a, a number of uh, number of elements. Number one, uh, we finally well we finally have necessary all necessary tools. So number one, it's better technology, right? Even though I I, I do believe um, that that to 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 gain uh, a substantial larger uh, number of uh, consumers that are would be committed to buy electric vehicles, you probably have to reach five to seven to thousand miles range on a single charge, which is which is a, a which is a big task. But I think, considering the progress that electric companies made in the last ten years, <clears throat> which I believe it it started off with. Uh, 30 to 40 miles now we 300 miles is is i think not not a uh, uh, it, it's not only by uh, done by high achievers but but i think a decent vehicle this day electric vehicle is is definitely is, is within this range and so so better technology self-driving technology connectivity and and finally um can you uh, really look uh, at the at the market and say we can do what Model T has done back in a in a in a turn of the previous century, right? Which is mass produce the the vehicle that that will will have a uh, will have the same success as Model T that, uh, had, which was affordable, uh, uh, simple to operate, inexpensive to operate. And uh, available to uh, to mass population, and uh, and um, you know, uh, kind of makes sense. Now, back then, uh, the competition to Model C was a horse in a buggy, right? <clears throat> so, right now, we're looking at the internal combustion engine that is producing. Uh, uh, and I and I looked up the numbers. I believe right now in the world. There is roughly anywhere between 70 to 80 million uh, cars, passenger cars. I'm not talking commercial vehicles sold every year. Well, United States by itself is around uh, uh, 17 million during normal years. 2020 was not a normal year, so we really cannot cannot. It's it's outlier, but uh, uh, so that's what that's what market is. And so um, in 2020, there was a 
uh, roughly 3.1 million electric cars sold. So that 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 gives you rock percentage. So it's under five percent, uh, roughly, with uh, China and Europe leading. Uh, we had roughly uh, 300,000 electric cars, purely electric cars, sold in the United States uh, mm. in uh, 2020, which is actually below 2019, which had like close to 330. But that's that's expected to to go up. So um, uh, the reason why U.S. is a little bit behind is on, on as far as sales is is it's it's simply it's simply uh, economy stupid, right? So that's 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 what we say. And U.S. gas is still very cheap if you compare it to Europe. Uh, so it's uh, you know I I actually uh, looked at electric car when I bought my car about three years ago. Back then it was uh, still very uh, exotic uh, creature yeah. <laughs> to to uh, 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 to purchase, and uh, it simply didn't make sense to me at that time. And my main reason was uh, uh, long range trips, anything over right. 500 miles. I, I know that you can probably charge it right now, and there's a, there's a charging stations uh, that been created all over the United States, but it's it's a time that it takes to charge, and uh, and uh, that discomfort, that that lack of knowledge that 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 I that I had at that time that that stopped me from doing it. But again, once the sentiment goes away, it's gonna be it's gonna be different, totally different game. Um, well, and you you talked about like when we talked before about <clears throat> like this infrastructure component is a huge part of adoption, right? The whole fear, range fear, and things like that is the charging, but it's also <clears throat> am I going to find a charger <laughs> where where I'm going? Right, you yeah. can find a gas station in every town, including the smallest towns right. in the U.S. Right, anywhere will have gas. Whereas electric is a little harder to find. A little, there's not that comfort of we've had gas stations for half a century with, without any lack of them. Right, and um, so there's that component, and then. I think you mentioned too before is like the, the customer buying experience and all of that is shifting somewhat with this electrification as well. And that's good, good and bad, I think, for, for some people that aren't used used to that method. They're not right. quite there. And so yeah. I'm, so I, I'm in complete agreement. And and I, I believe there is there is a so. So the electric charging got to be become mainstream commodity, right? Meaning that just like you walk out down the street, right? You probably see two, three gas stations right there, right? How many of them have electric charging ports? Uh, some of them do already. And uh, the, these folks got to get on, a, uh, on that train relatively soon because before they know it, they probably be struggling uh, to to stay in business because you know um, especially I, I I don't think situation is going to change for long range travel that that much but in, in town it's going to be uh, hugely important and now with this electrification I think 
if you think about you know consumer that buy vehicle often for um, in-city commute as well as long-range commute you think about uh, some of these uh, uh, delivery services like uh, FedEx, Amazon, the, the folks who do uh, short range driving, regardless, they may be putting thousand miles in the vehicles a day, driving within one, within 20 square miles. But the thing is they, they never too far from their hub uh they're delivered from so if you think about that they can always stop by and, and recharge the vehicle within let's say half an hour and they're back on the road it's small price to pay so i think that that market by itself uh, you're talking about all the delivery vehicles uh, uh mail trucks uh, uh yeah you know, waiting they, for them to electrify mail mail this trucks, is huge it seems <laughs> seems yeah. pretty pretty straightforward because it is like you're saying it's short range in a 30 minute like that can be their lunch break they can exactly, exactly. Way through the day and exactly and, and and so i think this this fleet is gonna explode uh in numbers way before uh, before passenger car market is gonna take off and become really mainstream and we already see that radion and and uh, i think a couple of other manufacturers have a large contracts with Amazon uh, and and other services. So it's uh, it's 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 going mainstream, that's for sure. That's for sure. Um, and and so uh, and and yes the, the other the other aspect of this electrification in my mind is besides the the you know um, consumer sentiment uh, technological uh, uh, capability of the uh, uh, not necessarily supplier capability but you know development that happened in in, in other different areas of of, of uh, technology sector uh, that allowed that to happen uh, those are those are two 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 main things the third one is is to me that relates to to not necessarily to rocketing uh, uh, this this electric car concept uh, up in the, in the stratosphere, but mostly to the area of uh, to me unknowns and uh, uh, changes that consumer is probably gonna enjoy and in some areas may may regret would be a sales and services. That's for sure. Just like you mentioned, <clears throat> something we discussed last time. Uh, when it comes to sales. Um, um, I, don't, I don't know about you, in, but I, I have a personally uh, uh, absolutely uh, uh, dissatisfied with a, with a, with a uh, dealership uh, uh, sales and purchasing scheme that they, they deploy right now, which is, which is to me is uh, in a way. Uh, it's it's a joke because really for the commodity of of uh, of second second most expensive commodity in the household after the house you know you you go out there and bargain and and I can tell you based on my personal experience uh, for the same vehicle if you're not savvy enough if you don't really understand the incentives that are offered there and if you have a really um, dishonest uh, uh, dealer that you're dealing with. The, the the price range on the same vehicle could be within 10 to 15 to up to 20 percent 
going from dealer to dealer. I have firsthand experience in that. And that's why I hardly ever show up at the dealership except for the time that I need to, to drive the car. And then all negotiations take place uh, via email or phone. And so I think uh, Tesla concept, and I think some of the other getting on board, which is price, price is what it is. And, uh, you know, it may depend on options, but it is what it is. And at least, you know, going up the, out there uh, from, from the get-go, what you're getting into is, uh, is a good concept. And, and uh, uh, I, I think uh, I, people may ask, well, why is it, why would it become different for electric cars? Well, because of this technological part of the, of the vehicle themselves and connectivity and all that stuff, I think, I think that's what drove Tesla into this amazing online experience when you buy a car. Um, the other thing is that the dealership concept uh, is probably going to uh, become uh, less important simply because electric cars are substantially simpler from a componentry standpoint, the number of uh, 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 components that go into a car and reliability and the service aspect of the vehicle than, than they are right now. And, um, you know, uh, I'm not exactly familiar with, uh, with how Tesla performs uh, 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 its, its services right now, but I believe there is a, there are service centers you can take it to. And, uh, and I do know that, you know, again, you will always need to have new tires and possibly a brake will wear out. And, you know, and if you need a body shop, it's, it's a different story. But, uh, um, you know, from a complex system point, those are definitely uh, 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 easier vehicles to work on, as well as a uh, uh, number of components that go into the vehicle. This electric vehicles are substantially reduced. Powertrain itself is, is almost a half of the, of the component that, that it used to be. And I'm not talking even about complexity of components themselves, like electric motor, motor versus uh, um, internal combustion engine. It's uh, it's a substantially substantially different animals and uh, and what it takes to produce it. Well, um, and I would say the diagnosis process too is is far easier. You know, you have yes. an electric motor, whereas I've I've pulled apart an internal combustion engine. There's there's a lot of different things that can fail that you can't see from the outside necessarily. So there's that diagnostic process even i feel like tesla probably knows more about what's going on with the car or you know what what is the problem before it's even brought in sometimes where right. and then uh, internal combustion it's oh well it's 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 smoking or it's making a noise or right right something like that where then you have to go figure out what right. is actually even happening with it I, I certainly hope uh, that that is going to be more of a, a plug-and-play kind of a kind of a, a situation where it's relatively easy to replace a component. Because in in a modern vehicle, you know, there's a requirement that uh, that been established in I believe in the 80s where you 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 got to be able to to plug in a, a scanner and and you can read the error code and. When, when you when your engine light check come comes on right the, the problem is yeah you can read the code but what do you do with that right so <laughs> often yeah. often uh, often you you don't have a clear path to to fixing a problem it could mean so many different things so I certainly hope that electric uh, electric car companies take a take a take a look at 
at the uh, uh, inconvenience of, of a modern vehicle repairs. And, and you know, I, I, do, I do realize that it, it requires a certain level of expertise and knowledge, but I hope we came to the point in, uh, in a vehicle complexity, especially related to electric cars, that, that it's pretty straightforward answer, even if your electric motor needs to be replaced and it may take expert work, but at least you can immediately see the impact and at least estimate the, the cost associated with that, right? Yes, that would be helpful. Uh, yeah. And it's not like you uh, EGR sensor uh, uh, reads in the scanner and then you know that 20 other things needs to be replaced uh, to fix it. And it's instead of, instead of $30 sensors become a $3,000 problem. So it's a different story. Right. So that's what you would hope for. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Awesome. So, so uh, to me, the, those are those are impacts on, on sales and services that I'm, I'm, I'm certainly I'm certainly looking forward uh, uh, forward to and hope that this is uh, this is uh, um, incorporated in in in, in ideology. And uh, you know, you you probably already sensed my deep deep love for the dealers and dealerships, and and so <laughs> I, I I'm not trying to put anybody out of business, but I def certainly hope that consumer will have a lot of a lot more uh, knowledge, uh, understanding what's going on with the vehicles, and and I think that the path is clear because of the, because of the way the vehicles are these days uh, electric vehicles are these days and it's it's hopefully just you know um if it's just a plug and play kind of thing even even if it's if it's going to cost you money at least you know where to go with that so that's important um so another thing we already touched on and and you know uh, it's a, it's a charging infrastructure right so i'm certainly i'm certainly hoping uh, the the U.S. and world regulators get on board very very soon, so we can have very standardized way of charging the vehicle, so we don't have to worry about what kind of adapter and cable to carry with us and all that stuff. That's you know, we we experienced that with uh, with our cell phones for a while yep. until we became two kind of two tier <laughs> society. <laughs> you either Android or Apple, right? So uh, right. Uh, so yeah. th that's important, and and hopefully that that uh, you know oil and gas industry gets on board very quickly, understanding that this is opportunity and not a threat. Yeah, and, and kind of just to to wrap this up as a, a last question, you've worked with Tier One companies, you you understand that you know is there is there this momentum behind it? Is it just GM, like, do you do you see movement towards these things at you know the supplier level, and even thinking and having the conversation of we should start thinking about how to prepare for this, or can, kind of what's what's the inside view from from the tier one level of what what do we do with this this shift? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, my my thing is that <clears throat> I'm currently in a, in a in a in a commodities that that are not going to get impacted by this change. They're going to remain pretty much the same. It's not going to, electrification of the, of the production is not going to impact us because we produce uh, uh, plastic components and, uh, and other than uh, possibly um, uh, 
switching, uh, uh, going to different materials, more uh, uh, environmentally friendly materials, or going from injection molding technology to plastic uh, printing technology. <clears throat> uh, there is really no direct uh, uh, correlation or threat for us uh, in, in my line of work. But I know for a fact that the, the people I, I know from my previous years in the industry, they, they all talk about it. And, and the main threat there is uh, for people who's been uh, heavily involved in the powertrain, uh, you know, uh, exhaust systems, <laughs> engines and transmissions, and, um, you know, multiple other systems that are affected by, uh, by, by electrification. They, uh they do they do need to adapt i i do know for a fact uh um in the past every time there was a threat uh, whether it's uh, it's uh, changing technology or or economic threat uh people were uh, always able to to come up with ways of uh, of of changing sometimes it's costly sometimes it's uh, it's not sustainable some some of them are are gonna are gonna end up going out of business, but uh, um, I, I do not see, especially in automotive, a significant number of major new players coming in uh, who don't have any automotive uh, knowledge uh, or, or experience. This is this is unlikely. Maybe few. Uh, I can see that 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 companies have been in in the business of producing electric motors, which is. Uh, uh, high power electric motors like they use in a, in a, in a electric vehicles probably have a have a leg up on some of the folks that produce uh, powertrains right now and engines but other than that i i, I don't know if it's uh, if it's going to if it's going to change substantially but i do know that uh, that is in everybody's mind everybody i talk to some people believe it some people don't but everybody talks about it Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your insight and, and talking about this. It's been great, great to hear, hear someone else's thoughts on, on, on this because it's oh, I see it as a in, impending and unescapable shift, barring some barring some huge shift in the opposite direction. It's it seems to be something that's gonna definitely move every company forward in one way or another. So Really appreciate That's for sure. <laughs> appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity, and uh, please reach out again with any other changes and uh, challenges. And uh, I, I will definitely keep you informed on, on what the, the latest trends are. Yeah, and if anybody wanted to reach out to you, is there a good way to get a hold of you or, or contact you? Yes, I, I believe I believe you have my email address, right? So it's uh, alexander.yavzelman at gmail.com. That's probably the best way. All righty. Well, thank you and great having you on the show. Thank you very much and have a good one.